It's my favorite one. Your it's favorite Nimmo one? Day. It's I'm Nemo Day. I did this because it's like Finding Nemo and I did like a fish. Yeah. Do you think that was clever? No. Come on. He did the wave with his hand. Like, they saw. Fish don't do this. <laughs> sure. This is this is a, a, a dolphin or a whale fish. You think a whale can do this? Yes. No, Have a whale seen? would Their do like this. Their tails are horizontal, so they go like this. Fish go left and right. All right. Reset everything. I'll do this next. I time. was just okay. gonna say that is that is what we call a convincing argument. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another player profile and projection. And as Jerry noted, it's his favorite one today. It's the, for Brandon. I'm so Nimmo. excited! I interrupted you. This is Brandon Nimmo Day. If you're not excited about Brandon Nimmo, you don't know the Mets. You aren't a fan of baseball, and you don't like big smiles. That's right. And you don't like people running to first base. People that don't like that he does that really concern me because, like, that's the most pure thing I could see on a ball field. Yeah, and it's not – he doesn't do anything showboaty. He's super, super, like, a gentle man. Like, he's very kind, very caring, uh, overly so to where you feel uh, inferior mm-hmm. by being around such a, a warm soul. Uh, he's truly a great person. I'll do a cliche. He is a solid, great human being. There it is. Him and Chelsea, uh, his wife, they're just really good people. Um, I'm so excited for him. His, he's coming into his own. Uh, and I, I'm really looking forward to watching him play baseball because he's going to be a huge part of this season. I think a lot of things are going to be a reliance upon him playing many games, manning that center field, left field, right field, whatever the case may be. Um, a lot of... If Brandon Nimmo goes, the Mets go, he go, yeah. we go kind of thing. Yeah. Um, there's going to be less pressure on him because of Starling Marte. But ultimately, I think Brandon Nimmo is the engine that could get this team going. I think that's a really good way to articulate it. Like The 2022 Mets lineup is much better than the 2021 Mets lineup. But in the same vein as 2021, if Brandon, if Brandon Nimmo isn't there, you feel that loss. Brandon Nimmo changes this entire lineup because of two reasons. His presence at the top of the lineup and those crazy on-base numbers that he always supplies when he's on the field. Should we talk a little bit about what he did last year? Yeah, let's talk about last year. Let's you do get it. right into it. So the usual Nimmo thing happened. He didn't play as many games as we wanted him to, but when he was on the field, he absolutely crushed it. A 292 batting average, 401 on-base percentage, 437 slugging. That's good for a 132 OPS plus, 32 ticks above average to go along with eight home runs at the top of the Mets lineup. And I mean, it just seemed like every day this guy was drawing at least one walk or scrapping out at least one infield single because he's a hard-nosed player and I love to watch him play. Yes, he from from the debut that he made in 2016, I've had a chance to watch this guy close up. He had the most professional approach of a pinch hitter. That is the hardest job to do, in my opinion, in baseball. It's not the most difficult job to do uh, in general, like being a catcher, that kind of thing. But to do, uh, to come off the bench and be ready to hit and put together a professional at-bat to have an idea about your approach, the pitcher coming. Brandon Nimmo, from his very first at-bat that he's, he's taken to today, he has a similar approach. He's looked like the same type of player. The only thing difference is now he's had all these years of experience, of growth, of strength building. Uh, he's a he's a very well-rounded player, but he's always had that really patient eye, the the want to get on base, whether it's through a walk, 
a hit by pitch, a base hit, whatever the case may be, the guy understands that getting on base helps your team and he'll do it in any means necessary. And I feel like that's a talent that is very hard to teach, the the great eye that Nimmo has. It's, he's always had it ever since he came up uh, to the big leagues, like he mentioned. And when we had Ty Kelly on the show, he, he told us this great story about pinch hitting in general uh, in 2016. And Ty Kelly was a sort of a hands-off approach. He liked to keep his mind clear and just go up and, you know, do his best to do what he does best. Whereas Brandon Nimmo was 100,000 reps in the cage, go up, take your at-bat, go right back to the cage, get 100,000 more reps. Because he's a bulldog. He's a workhorse, and he knows that he needs to stay on the field because if he does, he just changes the entire dynamic of the Mets lineup because he's maybe the best table setter in the National League with these crazy on-base numbers that he supplies consistently every year. You mentioned the hit-by-pitches before. He, his only real full season was in 2018 when he played 140 games. That year, he had 22 hit-by-pitches, which led all of MLB to go along with his 80 walks and 404 on-base percentage. If we can get that 2018 Nimmo and get him in over even 120 games, the Mets' trajectory on the season changes dramatically, in my opinion. Uh, I don't think he saves the Mets from last year. Um, I do think he makes a difference. I do think he he makes it competitive. There was just too many things on the offensive side that fell short, you know. Uh, I don't want to dig into it because we're being positive, and today's Brandon Nimmo day, so you're, I'm not going to ruin it. We can't be but sad. even Brandon Nimmo, as great as he is, somebody had to put him back around to score. Somebody had to knock him in, and we just weren't getting that. Uh, but he definitely is a table setter. I think that's a great term for it. He's going to be in that one spot, I imagine, maybe even the two, depending on how they want to let. Because Marte is a stolen base machine, Right. you don't want Brandon Nimmo, who doesn't steal bases, to be clogging it up behind him. So I'm not sure how they're going to approach that. But like we said before, Brandon Nimmo doesn't change his approach no matter where he's batting, no matter if he's pinch hitting, um, batting second, batting eighth, whatever the case may be. So that's what I think... He might be batting second the more I think about it. Um, but whether he's first or second, he's always going to be Brandon Nimmo, and he's always going to get at base on a high clip. Yeah, and I, I think that I want to point out as we dive into his 2021 splits here is that Nimmo is just a natural leadoff hitter, even when he's not leading off in the first inning of the game. When there are zero outs on the board and Nimmo takes his at-bat, he has a 340 batting average, 444 on base percentage, and a 958 OPS. He is made to take the first pitch of an inning. That's just how it comes to him naturally. He's another one of these guys that uh, was better at home for the Mets than he was on the road. His OPS at home was nearly 100 points higher than his away OPS, 885 to 787. So you're getting your best version of Brandon Nimmo when he's leading off uh, the bottom of the first at City Field, and I think that's really, really awesome. Just a natural met through and through. I just need him to stay on the field, man. I need it for my mental health, and I need it for Brandon Nimmo's smile. I need it. To, I need to see it more. Uh, I'm for. I'm for it. I'm. I'm for him being our leadoff. I think it's a great thing. I wanted to take a quick dive here, looking at the computer. So. Here's his batting order position splits. Oh, I like this. Um, this is for his whole career. So he has 224 games leading off. He's a 270, uh, hit 271 hitter, OPS of 847. Batting second, a minute of much fewer games. So I'm not even going to mention the games because here on out, he's only been a leadoff hitter. But right. He, so 271 in the leadoff spot, in the second spot, 274. So, I mean, his Pretty OPS consistent. is also 832 and 847. So those are those are very similar. Uh, the only other spot that he would bat wouldn't be, you know, somewhere in the middle. He might, you know, if he goes into a slump, go all the way back to sure. like seven, eight, nine. So in the seventh spot, he's a two forty one hitter, so that's not good. But in the eighth and ninth spot, 
In the eighth spot, he has 352 wow. and he slow or OPS of 880. And in the ninth spot, in 49 games, which is the other highest, so the most leadoff. Yeah. And then the second most is batting ninth. He hits 296 and his OPS is over a thousand. So I don't know what they're going to do with him. We both would love to see him in the leadoff spot, possibly the number two. Because the more I think about Starling Marte stealing bases in front of Brandon Nimmo, because like like we just talked about, again, being repetitive and talking about his approach, if Starling Marte steals in front of a guy that can't handle that, like Pete Alonso that's looking for one pitch to drive, if he sees you stealing in front of him out of his peripherals, it could mess with guys. I've seen guys in the dugout be like, dude, what are you doing taking second there or, or trying to steal third right in front of me? It changes with guys, but with Brandon Nimmo... Marte could steal second and third, and Nimmo's not gonna not gonna bat an eye. So I might have just convinced myself to put him in the two spot. But according mm. to this, he might be happiest at ninth. But in the ninth spot, he's not getting as many at bats as we think he needs um, to be truly that impact player. But whatever the case may be, Brandon Nimmo's gonna Nimmo. Nimmo's gonna Nimmo. Nimmo's gonna Nimmo. Put that on a shirt, man. Yeah, lineup versatility and positional versatility. We're going to talk a little bit about where Nimmo might end up in the field with Marte as well. But these are these. This is a tandem for the foreseeable future, Nimmo and Marte. And if we can keep them both healthy, that's just going to make our top of the lineup so lethal. And another thing with Nimmo that I absolutely love is that even though he's a primarily left-handed hitter, he has no problem facing off against lefties. He's easily capable of being that everyday top of the lineup hitter. 842 OPS from last year against righties, 827 against lefties. So when Nimmo's on the field, you're getting that consistent production out of him. It, it is just the health that is the concern. Yeah, I mean, if if you want to dive into it right now, kind of let's look at what he did historically. So even even though I know and I played with him during these years, it was kind of shocking yeah. to see how few of games he's actually played. Yeah. So uh, when he broke into in into the league in 2016, he played in 32 games. And then what would have been his first full season? 69 games. And then he had the big year of 140 yep. in 2018. And then 2019, only 69. The 2020 season, he, he played a full season of 55 games in the the. The COVID games, right. we'll call them the COVID games. Well, I like apparently. that. And then last year, he only played in 92 games. Right. So basically, half of his seasons have been under or around half the full season. And some significantly so. So there is major concern. That's kind of probably what has draw, kept the Mets back from looking for an extension because you just don't know. Ultimately, the guy has to be on the field to help the team. And if you're going to lock up a guy for that long and he just simply can't be on the field, then then that's scary. But uh, this is this is a big year for him. This is a big moment. He's worked towards it. He had some some health issues last year, but I don't think it's a, a something that we can count on. And I, I think uh, you have to look for him to, to to be out there for a good chunk of these games. Yeah, it is the I would say the biggest season of his career because I talk a lot about that Nimmo extension and how I think if the Mets got it done now, they'd be better for it. But yeah, fans can be rightfully concerned because Nimmo hasn't played a full season since 2018, and that was the only time that he did it. I do, however, think that with Nimmo likely moving to left field in place of Starling Marte, it could help with his health. Center field is a tough position to play. Nimmo got a lot better at it last season. He had his first positive outs above average season in center field last season, and I know he wants to stay there. He's He's been quoted saying that, but at the same time, you're going to do what's best for your team here. And I think that might help him in 2022. Speaking of which, do we want to talk about those 2022 projections? Let's take a look at the projections. And so we talked about uh, games played. So Fangraphs does a whole bunch of different. They use a bunch of different 
types of projections. We've been using Steamer a lot, yeah. but they use like six, seven different um, what would you call it? Apps, yeah. different different engines, formulas, different engines, different yeah. entities that make projections. So I'll list to you the number of games that all of these different projection models predict for Brandon Nimmo. Like that. So 134, 123, 123, 123, 134, 134, and the lowest is 103. So they all predict him to be above 100 games, which is a positive sign for me. Yeah, I agree as well. It's not obviously what you want because we said on the Starling Marte PPP that 120 seems like a lot of games, but you're missing a, a quarter of the season realistically. But when you're given what Nimmo has given you over the past five years, I think that's something you just take at this point. I really do. Yeah, and we talked about how productive and great a player that Starling Marte was last year in, in that PPP. Right. Um, and he only played in 120 games. And uh, another player like that, so a player that's kind of injury-prone towards the end of his career, a Yankee pickup just recently, uh, Josh Donaldson, they have really, because he has, he has injury issues. He has bad feet in his calves. He has these huge calves that tend to get injured. He's just like Jake, man. His, his are like twice Jake's, oh, just so I you know. can't believe but that. But what they do is they give him scheduled days off so they don't continue to pile up. Brandon Nimmo, his injuries haven't been like repetitive so it's it's harder to predict those but they might start to schedule those days in but you can still have an incredibly productive year and keep your game total at around that uh, 120 130 140 mark that these teams are talking about and you can't tell a guy like Nimmo to play the game less hard than he does because that's it, just his nature it really ju- is just who Brandon Nimmo he's, he's is he's not reckless no, by not any by sense any of the means, means but no. but he definitely plays a, with a with an intention he plays it like no other met which yeah. is why I think I love Brandon Nimmo so much is because he offers something that's completely different to every other guy on this you roster. T- you talked about him sprinting to first base no matter what. I yeah. played with a guy named Adam Rosales, oh, so who's kind of a YouTube guy. Uh, home runs, he sprints around. It's kind of a record. Uh, <laughs> oh, he's, really? He has ran, like on a regular home run, he has ran around the bases faster than like 10 inside the park home runs. StatCast actually tracks that, so we could go and check There is a thing, I've seen it, but Adam Rosales, it wasn't a show me, but he, he just said that my my dad told me to play hard and to run out on the field, off the field. So he sprinted everywhere. Brandon Nimmo plays the game the way he th- he wants kids to play the game because he wants to be a model, a role model for those. So I love it. Um, he's not going to change who he is um, for anybody's sake, but he's going to be. He's going to try to remain on the field. Nothing he does would prevent him from playing more. Yeah, and I, I just want Nimmo to have that full season because I think he's earned the money he's going to be getting after this season or with an extension or with a free agent deal, whatever it might be. And I hope it's with the Mets. I think he does love playing here. I think he, he's been treated pretty well. I just need him to have that big X-Factor contract year. He, he needs to be healthy. He needs to be healthy and, and be on the field, and I think that's, that's the only thing holding him back. Um and I think he'll be a Met, but we'll see, you know, we, who knows. But let's let's dive a little bit deeper into these projections. We'll go to the Steamer one in particular. Right. They projected him 134 games, uh, but they projected him to be a 260 average, a 377 on-base percentage, slugging a 428, um, all significantly lower yeah. than kind of where you and I see him. Is that 377 correct? shocked me a little He's, bit. Because why? Because I'm so used to seeing the four on his OBP. Yeah, the four on his OBP, which he's had half of his seasons. Over half of his seasons, pretty much. So 2018, 404, 19 was down, but he only played in 69 games. 
and then 404 and 401. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's that's significantly that's lower. That's the Brandon Nimmo I know now. That's 30 points lower. He's never had uh, under. The lowest he had outside of that was... His debut year. His debut of 32 games at, three, uh, at 338. His lowest he went in 2017 was 379, 375 in 2019. So that is significantly like low, I think. I'm a little perplexed by that projection. I don't think I fully agree with any of it. I think that I would have been more uh, realistically seeing uh, less games and more spiked numbers because I feel like that's just what people expect out of Brendan Nimmo. Great stretches that are cut off by some sort of injury. Yeah, that's 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 where I was sitting on that. So that's that's interesting. So let's talk about our over unders because I think we have two ones that perfectly encapsulate what to expect Wonderful. from Brandon Nimmo. What oh. will make or break his success? I'll let you go first again here. Perfect. Uh, well, we were just talking about it with on base percentage, and I think that it's uh, important to know because it is the main weapon that Brandon Nimmo brings to the table and what makes his production so much different than everybody else. He's done this three times in his career that we just mentioned, 2018, 2020, and 2021. Can Brandon Nimmo surpass the 400 on-base percentage mark once again, over or under that 400 mark? I'm going to take the over, but I want to hear what you think, too. Uh, so if he has a 400 on-base percentage, does that count? Or higher. Oh, you think you're going to nail so it So we're right talking there. over, under. Yeah. Yeah, so over would be 400 or above. Let's say 399.5. Okay, so yeah, perfect. Just so I'm clear. Sure. I want to be clear here. Uh, I, too, simply because I love Brandon Nemo and I want success for him and this is the style of baseball that he plays, I am also going to take the over yeah. because I think he has established who he is. He has done. He's gotten a lot of experience, a lot of at-bats, and he's shown that he can do this. Yeah. I think that, like, this is a generally positive episode because we're huge Nemo fanboys. And who's not? Yeah, who's not on. a Brandon If you're Nemo not, fan. like... What's your reason? Like, what could you possibly come up with? Even if you're you're knocking him for being injured, you're still like, man, I'm mad because I love him being on the field. Yeah, and he's like a <laughs> traditional baseball fan's dream. He gets on yeah. base literally almost half of his Humble, at-bats. smiles. Like, he's, he's, he's an easy person to root for. Yeah, exactly. But your over-under, uh, I think, is pretty important here as well. Yeah, so uh, my over-under, I wanted to do games played because this, we covered his on-base percentage, which is one of the things that makes him a great, version of a ball player. Right. Uh, and now we're talking about what could prevent him from being productive ball player. And I'm going to go games played. Um, we talked about all the projections have him at like 130. His What's his average? Do we have that? I can pull that up right, right now for you. I think you. it was just right. There you go. Oh, let's see. Uh, games. So 162 average of. Here to here. And it is 76. So he averages playing 76 games. Under half the season. That is not great. So I'm not even going to set it there because even if he hits the over, I still would consider it um, an unsuccessful season. So I'm going to set the bar kind of high here. I'm going to use the Starling Marte of last year, which he set it at 120 games. So I'm going to set it at 119 games. So if you want the over, that'll be 120 and above. Mm. It's tough because I would I would be happy with 120 games played, but when we did the Marte episode, we literally said 120 seems like a lot, but it really isn't in the grand scheme of a full 162. You're missing 42 games. You're missing, You're a, missing a, a third of the of season. The season. Yeah, a third of the season, basically. No, quarter. One quarter. Okay, Not I was a just math doing the math. Bar. Not a math bar. <laughs> um, I was like, there's three left. That's what, Yeah, okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I think that if Nimmo gets over half the season, that's like, I'll be like, okay, that's not surprising at all. 
I am going to take the under. I want him to get over 100. I think it's like a, a stepping stone thing for me. So I you want the 100. I think I, I want to just get that at the very least. Yeah. I don't want to ask for too much because I know Nimmo's track record. I've been so familiar and so heartbroken with it in the past. But at the same time, you know, Nimmo himself likely wants the full season. I don't think there's any doubt in his mind. And I don't deny his uh, his tenacious attitude there. So I think I'm going to take the under. It's a solemn under because I want more games than Nimmo. Yeah, I mean, that's fair. That's uh, I'm, I'm going to take the over. I'm a huge Brandon Nimmo fan. I'm going to take the over because I want the number to be between 120 and 140. I don't mm. want him to go above 140 because then you're pushing a guy that's known to be be injured and become injured. Right. Um, you're pushing him too far. Uh, I think the team has the depth to be, you know, to be able to to pull back off of 20 to 40 games and, and allow somebody else to step in. Um, but I think the 120 mark is good because I think that shows that he's healthy and that's going to get him a, a nice contract. Yeah. And, and to be able to set a guy up for the rest of his life – uh, from here on out, and that means that he's being very successful for the 2022 New York Mets as well. Yeah, I mean, you set that 120 to 140 benchmark, and I, I raised my eyes, but he's done it before. Age 25 season, 140 games. If we can just get there, the whole Mets lineup becomes so different. That was also the year he got hit 22 times. Which is crazy. <laughs> so that might be the reason why he led the league in 2018 and hit by pitch. Uh, for a guy so nice, it seems like he makes a lot of people mad. A lot of enemies on the mound. <laughs> is there? Is he a, like a plate crowder? He doesn't. He doesn't crowd the plate. But to get Brandon Nemo out, you have to throw inside, right? Because he stands in there. He doesn't back out of the of the way. You're not going to brush him off. So you're not going to brush him off. So you have to be able to make him uncomfortable inside to open up that outside portion of the plate. So he does get pitched in a lot. Little analysis by Jerry Blevins. Hey, that's what we're here for, I, I like guess. That a lot. Hey, guys, thank you for watching our latest PPP on our fan favorite Brandon Nimmo. We'll see you next time with yet another Mets player. We're halfway through, man. I'm actually sad that the Brandon Nimmo episode is gone. Sorry. But thank you for forever. tuning in, and let's go Mets. Let's go Mets, baby. Let's go Nimmo. Give me 100. Give me 120. Big Nimmo pod here. Give me 140. John Boy Media, a Nimmo company. A Nimmo company. I like that.